begin today the Gemara and the Tzadik Zayin Amit Beis in the Mishnah. Zok Teilege Mishnah, Giyores, Hagiyores Shen is Gairo, a Giyores that became a Giyores, and Shen is Gairo Banao Ima, and her children were as Gair together with her. So what happens then? So now her two sons that were Megayer along with her, and one of them got married and passed away without any children. So usually there's Allah of Chalitza or Yibum by brothers, but over here, by, this, uh, by these two children that were Megayer, there's no Chalitza or Yibum for them. And what's the reason for this? Because the Allah of Yibum only applies when you have brothers that share the same father. But as Rashi here brings, when it comes to the relation of brothers that their father is a guy, there's, there, there's no relation for this. Rashi brings a Pasik, which the Gemara will quote, Zirma Zusim Zirmosam, that the Zera of the Av, the Zera of the father, does not create a relation between these brothers. So there are brothers that share the same father, as far as Tate is concerned. So therefore, there's no Chalitza or Yibam. No, no, no. The Banao Imo, the children were Megaya. The, main, the, the fact that the mother is Megaya is not the main point here. The main point is that these two brothers were Megaya. But because they are born from a father that's a guy, so there's no chalitza or yibum. Then the Mishnah continues, a bigger chiddish, If the first brother, so his pregnancy began, when his mother was a guy, when his father was a guy, and then and then when he's born, his mother was Megaya, his father was Megaya, and now he's born as a yid. Vashaini, the second brother, the father and the mother were Megayer before he was born, and so he was born totally as a Yid. Nevertheless, the halacha still remains the same, that because the first one, he was born, his pregnancy that is, began before he became a Yid, so therefore his mother became a Yid, so therefore still they're not considered to be brothers. As the Gemara will see, the Gemara here says, there's another point, which is Gersh and his guy, once he becomes a Gersh, and there's no relation between him and his brother, so there's no mitzvah of Yibum. The same halacha like by a Giyadis applies by a Shifcha as well. The same thing, a Shifcha, Kananis. So there's no Yichos for the brothers in their relation to their father. And also when they become, become a Ger, Gersh and his guy, Kekot and Shanei Ladami. So therefore there's no Mitzvah of Yibam. So the Gemara brings a story that happened. B'nai Yudin Amsa. The children of Yudin, which was a Shifcha Kananis. They both got freed and they became Yidin. So Rav Yaakov allowed for them to marry the wives of one another. So of course, usually there is an Iser Minatayre to marry to marry your brother's wife in a case where your brother has children after your brother passes away. If he has children, so then there's no mitzvah of Yibam, you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. It's, a, it's one of the Arais, which is an Iser Kodis. But over here, for these two brothers, because they were gaidim, so therefore he said that the Gershon is Gaika Domi, so that relation between the brothers does not exist. So if you if, if one brother passes away, the other one is allowed to marry his, his brother's wife. said but Rav said that in such a case it's Asa. And this is Ism the Rabbanon, even though Minatayra, they are not related, but Rabbanon made Xayra that they should not marry a, a brother's wife, even in this case. So Amalei, so Rav Achaba Yaakov said, Who no, Asar? He says that it's not allowed. Vanosharina. However, my opinion is that it is allowed. So that's a machlaikis here between Rav Achaba Yaakov and Rav Sheshis. So the Gemara here brings two versions regarding which case they had this machlaikis. 
So it's, it's a, the question basically is whether there's a gzayim that are here or not. Everybody agrees that minat teira gershon is gak katan shenayla dami, and there's no relation between these brothers. But the question is whether chachamim will geizer or not. So the Gemara explains. Yeah. Okay. Say that. That's what we're talking about over here. Yeah. Well, over there, even in that case, the hayrosay was shaloy bikdusha. Okay. We'll see in a moment in the Gemara. And the hayrosay shaloy bikdusha means that. Uh, okay. Let's see weiter now. So the Gemara says, If we're talking about these two brothers here, they have the same father and not the same mother. So So nobody will, be, will disagree that they will be allowed to marry one another's wives. And the reason is, as Rashi explains, because this is something that nobody will make a, a, a mistake about this. Everybody understands that the reason we're allowing to marry a, a wife's brother is because they, 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 their father is a guy. And because their father is a guy, so they have no relation to one another. And Ashi actually brings up another point here, that when it comes to a father that's a guy, so we don't even know for sure who the father is. The Gemara once said before that when it comes to a, a mother, a father that are a guy, we know who the mother is, but we don't necessarily know who the father is. Could be that she was Mizana, and, and even though they seem to be brothers, but Lavdafka, they even have the same father. So if the father is a guy, so everybody understands the reason we're allowing them to marry one another is because they're not really brothers. We don't even consider them to have the same father, Bakhlal. So nobody will confuse this with a regular case of two brothers that are Yidin, that of course they're not allowed to marry one each other's wives. So over there, there's no Gzeda, and everybody agrees that it's allowed. If we're talking over here about these two brothers that were Megayer, and they share the same mother, and they don't share the same father. So over here, everybody will agree that over here there is a Gzeda. Because they share the same mother, so they look mamish like brothers, so if you're going to say that over here, they're allowed to marry each other's wives, people might mistake and think that also for two Yidn it's allowed. So even though, again, this is only Gzayim and Rabbanim, because Minat Teire, even though they share the same mother, but Gershon and Gzayim are not brothers. They're still they're not brothers. But nevertheless, because they share the same mother, so someone might make the mistake and apply the same thing to two Yidn that are brothers, so therefore there's Gzayim here. So there nobody disagrees. So where is the Machlekes? Keep Ligi Mina Av U when these two brothers that were Megayer have the same father and the same mother. So here the question is, how do people view this? Will people make a mistake about this or not? Man the Shari, so that says that it's allowed and there's no gzadens in this case. So he says, that people will say about these two brothers, ah, you know why it's mutter for them to marry one another's wives is because they, have, they, they share the same father. People refer to them as the children of this father. And therefore, mitzah the father, everybody understands that they're not considered to be related, and therefore, no one will compare this to a case of two brothers that are yidden. That's why there's no gzeda. Rav Sheishes says, Rav Sheishes says, no, karuluhu nami b'nei plainus. Some people do refer to these two brothers also as the children of this one mother, and therefore, if they have the same mother, they do look like brothers, even though the truth is that they're not, because they were Megayer, but they do look like brothers. And therefore, people could confuse this with two brothers, and therefore there is Exeter. That's the first version. But Vekedomar or Vekedomri, another version here is, Polig Ravachaba Yaakov, Afilobachim Menei. Ravachaba Yaakov argues with Rav Sheishes, 
even when these brothers that were Megaya have the same mother, still he says that now once they're Megaya, kakot and and therefore they, they, they can marry one each other's wives. In my time, and the reason is, Gershon is guy kakot dami. It's like he's born again, and therefore there's no, there's no relation, and there's no gzayim with the Rabbanon either. Even in this case, everybody will understand that the hetir is because of Gershon is Gaya, and no one will compare this to two brothers that are Yidin. So the Gemara brings from what it said in our Mishnah. So Tnan, it said in our Mishnah, Agiyeris and his Gaira Banao Ima. Agiyeris was Megayer and her sons were Megayer as well. And now one of them died without children. So what happens? Lechelsen Veloimi Yavmin. There's no Chalitza and there's no Yibam. So right now, the way the Gemara understands this Mishnah is, is a bit different than when I read it before. What is it the Gemara understands? What the Mishnah is saying is, not only that you don't have the mitzvah of Yibam and Chalitza, but what the Mishnah is saying is, you're not allowed. There's an Isser to do Yibim and Chalitza here. My time, why is there an Isser? Why aren't they allowed to do Yibim or Chalitza? Why would one brother not be allowed to marry his brother's wife? So okay, we understand that the mitzvah doesn't apply because Menatera, they're not really related. But again, the Gemara thinks now, not only is it not a mitzvah, but it's actually forbidden for one of them to marry his brother's wives. Why? Lav Mishom Da'asidi. Don't you think it's that this is the Isser that Rav Sheshes over here is saying that there's an Isser Rabbanon by two brothers that became uh, Gaidim that Chachamim said that one shouldn't marry the brother's wife because then people will confuse this and think that even by Yidin it's allowed. So, so here we see in our Mishnah that there's this Gzeda. And says the Gemara, Lloyd, that's not how you learn Pshat in the Mishnah. Rather, the Pshat in the Mishnah is, the Einan Betoidas Chalitze V'yibum. All it's saying is that the Teira, the Mitzvah of Yibum and Chalitze, does not apply to these two brothers because they're not considered to be brothers that share the same father. And Vishari Alma, so therefore, after a brother passed away without any children, she can go and get married to whoever she wants. And Vinunami Shadu. And for that matter, they're also allowed to marry one another. There, but the, the point that he was saying is that the mitzvah of Yibam Chalitze doesn't apply. How does this fit though with the next case of the Mishnah? What does it say after this? After this the Mishnah says, Afilu. Afilu, the next case was regarding where one brother was, the, the mother became pregnant when she was not yet a Yid, and then, then gave birth to him when she was, and then the other brother was born a Yid. And even over there, it said that there's no Yibam and Chalitza. So now, what does that Afilu mean? That there's a bigger Chiddush there? So the Gemara explains as follows. If you're going to say that what the Mishnah is saying over here is that not only that there's no mitzvah of Yibam and Chalitza, but they're actually forbidden to get married to one another. So that we understand why in the second part of the Mishnah, it uses the term Afilu that there's a bigger Chiddush in the second case. What's the bigger Chiddush? The first brother, so he was born, uh, so by the pregnancy began when his mother was not a Yid yet. So if so, he, he's a Ger. And Vashaini, the second brother, he was born totally Bigdusha. His mother was already a Geyiris. And therefore, So mitzah the fact that one, one became pregnant, his mother became pregnant when she was not a Yid, and one when she was, so it's, it's like two different mothers. One, there was a mother when she was a guy, one was a mother when he was a Yid. So to people, it looks like two different mothers. Uh, so therefore, people might say that over here, they should be allowed, they should be allowed to marry one another's wives. But nevertheless, what is, it, what is the Mishnah saying? Nevertheless, they're also to marry one another. And the reason is because 
Be'emes, it's Asam and Atayra over here, because he was born a Yid. Once he's born a Yid, then his brother was born a Yid, so it's Asam and Atayra. But the Chiddush over here is, even though they look like they're coming from two different mothers, one mother was a guy and one mother was a Yid, nevertheless it's Asr. That's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. He was born after, hmm? he was born after she, she was Megayah. Right, correct. So he, the, boy, the, the son was not from Megayah, he was born Correct. Yeah, correct. No, well, but his, uh, no, because he lost his mother. It looks right. like Nitzad's mother, it looks like that he has a different mother. That's the, it's a mistake, you're right. People are going to think to say this. People are going to think to say that, the, that because they have two different mothers, so, so therefore you might think that, it, that, that they're not brothers. No, so that's what the Mishnah is saying, that no, that the MS. No, I'm thinking that people will say they have the same mother mm-hmm. Because everybody knows that the, that the mother was the guy before the kid was Okay, born. I hear. Okay, that's a swara. But here the Gemara says that there's also a swara. People are going to say that was So, however, if you're going to say Sharu, that really, over here, when the Mishnah says that there's no Chalitza and Yibum, it's not saying that they're not allowed to marry one another. All it was saying was is that there's no mitzvah of Chalitza and Yibum. But really, these two, these two geirim, they can marry one each other's wives. It is allowed. So, my afilu, what's the chiddush over here in the second case? When it said afilu, that in that case, when you, again, when you have over here, one brother that was born before the geiris of the mother, or again, the, 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 the pregnancy, that is, was before the geiris of the mother, and the second child was hayrosayv, and leidosayv, was biktusha. So, what's, what's the afilu over here that it's saying that for them, there's no mitzvah of Yivim and Chalitza? It's poshet. It has nothing to do with the mother. What does the mitzvah of Yibam and Chalitza have to do with? It has to do with brothers that share the same father. That's what it has to do with. So over here, these two brothers, both of them, uh, they don't share the same father. Why? Because one brother, he was born from a father that was a guy. So if he's born from a father, his, his, his uh, pregnancy began with a father that's a guy. So if, if, he, if his pregnancy was from a father that's a guy, so then there's no mitzvah of Yibam and Chalitza. It's, there's, there's no afilu here. There's no additional chiddush to this. So why does the Mishnah use this term afilu? Answers the Gemara. Second, my afilu. Oh, so the answer is, even if you're going to say that the point that the Mishnah is coming to say that there's no mitzvah of Yibam and Chalitza, so what's the chiddush over here in the second case? Even though both of them, their birth, they were both born as Yidin. And if so, there's a much bigger svara that people are going to confuse these two brothers with two regular Yidin. So if you're going to come and say that these two brothers, they are allowed to marry one each other's wives, because over here I apply Gershon is Gaika Katna Shanaila Dami, so you're going to come and confuse this with Yidin. But nevertheless, still, they are allowed to marry one each other's brothers because of Gershon is Gaika Katna Shanaila Dami, that brother that his pregnancy was Shaloi Bikdusha, so he's a ger when he's born, because his pregnancy began when he was when he was Shaloi Bikdusha, so therefore he's a ger, so he's allowed to marry his brother's wife. But the Chiddush over here is, people will say that they were both born Bikdusha, so they look like two regular Yidin. And, and therefore there's a bigger reason to make a gzayre, that this would be confused with a regular Yid. And nevertheless, the Mishnah is saying that it's allowed. That's the Pshat and the Mishnah. There's another version regarding this mission here that we just discussed, but in the exact reverse. Same point that we just learned, but it comes to it in the reverse way. So, so according to this version, the Gemara was saying that it's logical to say the shadow. 
that the Mishnah here, when it was saying, what did the Mishnah mean to say? That there's no mitzvah of Yidma Chalitza. And, and therefore these two brothers are allowed to marry whoever they want, even one each other's wives as well. And so it makes sense that this is what the Mishnah is saying. Why? Because in the second case of the Mishnah it says, Afilu. So why, what's the Afilu? What's the bigger Chiddush in the second case of the Mishnah? So If what the Mishnah here is saying is that these two brothers are allowed to marry one another. So Afilu. So therefore there's going to be a Chiddush in the second case. What's the Chiddush? Even though both of these brothers at the time of their birth, their mother was already Megayah and their birth is Bikdusha. And therefore the Asila Achlufi be Yisrael. So you could very easily confuse these two brothers to a regular two brothers that are Yidin. But nevertheless, Sharu, these two brothers are allowed to marry one each other's wives because one of them, his Hiroyan, his pregnancy began when he was not a Yid yet, so therefore they don't share the same father. And, and it's, it's a Tinnik, it's, it's a Gersh, it's a Gersh and his guy, Katnashanayladami as well. And therefore, they're allowed to marry one each other's wives. That's the Chiddush of here. But Eli, Yomret Asiri, if you're going to say that the Pshad in the Mishnah is, Lechaltzim v'leimiyavmin means that they're not allowed, not, they're not allowed to marry one another, and there's exaited that they should not marry one another. So, Maya Filo, what is the Chiddush of here, Benigeya 2, the second case of the Mishnah? And the answer is, like we explained before, the Afagav, the Risha, in Hayrasa, Shaloi Bigdusha, Vilegdusha, Bigdusha, the first brother. So his pregnancy began, Shaloi Bigdusha, and his birth was Bigdusha, Vahasheni, Hayrasa, Vilegdusha, Bigdusha. And the second brother, both the pregnancy and the birth was Bigdusha, after the mother was Megaya, the Kishtei, Imoi, Domi. So it seems like that, that they, they have two different mothers. One of them, the pregnancy began when his mother was a guy. And the other one, when his mother was Megai already. So it seems like they have two different brothers. But nevertheless, they are Usr to marry one another because since they were both born with Kedusha, so therefore they're, they're Usr to marry one another. That's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. Okay, so from our Mishnah, there's no Raya to this Machlekes of Rav Achaba Yaakov and Rav Sheshis. Toshema, the Gemara brings another Brice. Shnei Achim Tumim, you have two brothers that are twins. Gaidim and they both were Megayer, of a Chaim or two brothers that were twins that were freed, and they were Megayer. So there's no Chalitza or Yibum between them. And also, the Isra of marrying your brother's wife does not apply. So this is Mamish addressing this exact case that they argued about. There's no Isra of Eshesach, it says here. Or no, it doesn't say no Isra, sorry. It says En Chayovim. There's no Chiv, which is going to be the Gediak of the Gemara. Now, if their pregnancy began before their mother was Megayer, and then they were born in Kedusha after their mother was Megayer, still, there's no Chalitza or Yivum, because they're not considered to be brothers that share the same father. And for Chalitza and Yivum, that's the main point. But in such a case, if they were both born in Kedusha, so then there is an Ishtar of Eshesach. If the both the pregnancy and the birth is after the mother was Megayah, so then their birth, their pregnancy was all when they were Yidin, so they're 100% Yidin. What does it say here in this Braisa? That over here, these two brothers that were Megayah, there's no Chiyuv because of the Isra of Eshesach. So the Gemara is Medayik. Chiyuv That means that the Chiyuv, there isn't. There is no Chiyuv of Kares for marrying your brother's wife. But it sounds like that Midr there is an Isra even by Gerim to marry a brother's wife. Like Rav Sheshe said. 
Answers the Gemara, no, there's no Raya from here. Who are them that fill Aisur and Amileke? The truth is that even in Isra there isn't either. So why does it use the term of Ein Chayovin? It should have said that it's totally Mutter. The Aidi, the Boil, the Misni, Seife, Avo Chayovin, because in the Seife it uses the term Chayovin, Satanin Amiresha and Chayovin. So on the Resha it also uses the term Chayovin. But really, we can say like Ravacha Bar Yaakov, that a brother is, that these two brothers that are Gaidim, it's totally allowed to marry your brother's wife. Omar Rav says another point here, where this is, the Gemara is going to come back to this Machloikis between Rav Sheshis and Rav Achaba Yaakov, but Rav now says something that's based on what we just learned in this Braise. This Bechlal that the Chachamim said, that ain't Av le Mitzri, that when it comes to a Mitzri, and the Gemara here says Mitzri, but it doesn't only mean a Mitzri, it means any Goy, that by Goyim there's no relation to the father and the son regarding the, the Arayas. From where do we know this? So don't say that the reason is Mishum that because Goyim are very always have relations with all kinds of people and therefore the Loyidia we don't know who the father is. When you see two brothers, even though it seems like they share the same father, but you have no idea. How do you know who the father is? but what's if it's a case that you know for a fact who the father is? So, uh, so, so then in such a case, maybe you should be concerned and say, Oh, there is a relation here. We know who the father is. No, that's not true. Even if you know who the father is, we don't pay attention to that. There is no yichus of, 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 of a child, a son, to a father by a guy regarding the Isar of Arayas. Right over here in this Braise, we were talking about two brothers that are twins. The So they come both from the same tipa, from the same father. So we know for a fact that they share the same mother and the same father. The Tu'umim that are born from the same Tipa, and then it was divided into two, the two children that were born. The Ketani Seife, and what does it say here in this in the end of the Braisa? There's no Chalitza and no Yibum. So what do you see from this? That the Teire was Mafkir, the children of a guy of, of, of the father, that they are not connected, the Yichus does not go to the father for this Isra of Arayas. From where do we know this? Because the Pasik says, that Bisar Chamirim Bisarum, their flesh is like the flesh of a donkey, Vizirmas Susim Zirmasam. And their flow, the Zera that comes from a guy, is like the Zera of, of a horse, and therefore there is no Yichos from the guy to the father by Legabi Arayas. This is only Legabi Arayas, but Legabi other things, Legabi Yerusha, there is a Yichos of a guy to a father. Toshama, going back to the Machlaikis of Rav Sheshis and Rav Achaba Yaakov, whether Gaidim are allowed to marry each other's wives, even with Rabbana, would it be allowed? So Adam Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi said, Maise ben Niftayim Hager. There was a story with a person, Niftayim Hager, Shenasa Eishes Achiv Mi'imoy, that he married the wife of his brother, and they share the same mother. So this exact case that we're arguing about here, we're talking about. And the story came in front of the Chachamim, and they said to him, Ain Ishus Leger. There's no marriage for a ger. There's no the, the, the issues. The marriage does not take effect for a ger. So the Gemara asks him this, the Gemara asks right here, What does this mean? Chachamim told him that the marriage takes, does not take effect because there's no marriage for a ger. A ger that is, is Mekadish, a Isha, the Kedushan doesn't take effect, why not? Ela rather, what Chachamim told him is, There's no Isra of marrying your brother's wife for a ger. That's what they told him. So this is Mamish, this case, that Rav Sheshis and Rav Achibah Yaakov are arguing about, and they said that it's Mutter. So my love, don't you think, what was the story there? The Nosva Ach Kushuhu Ger, that this is your brother's wife, he married this wife after he was Megayah. 
And still, they paskin for him that he's allowed to marry his brother's wife after he passes away. And says the Gemara, that story was different. The Nosva Kishuhu This is a wife that the brother married when he was a guy. So, but he was, it wasn't his wife after he was Megayer. Afterwards, his brother was Megayer and his wife was Megayer. And now you want to go and marry your brother's wife. But he was never married to her when he was a Yid. So over here, there's no excited for this. Even the Avsheshis would agree. This was your brother's wife when he was a guy. What's the Chiddush that you're allowed to marry your brother's wife? That it was, he was never married to her when he was a Yid, only as a guy. For sure, everybody would agree that's allowed. Answers the Gemara, no, I would think to say, maybe the Gzeda goes so far, just like Chachamu Wagaiza, you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife, which is a Ger, when he, he was married to her after he was Megayer, maybe the, the Gzeda goes a step further, that even the, the brother's wife, the, he was married to her only as a guy, the Gzeda should apply then as well. Kamash Malon, that's what the Chachamim said to him, no, that the Gzeda does not apply that far. Toshima, another Raya, the Gemara tries to bring, the Amma Ben Yasin. An individual by the name Ben Yasin said, I went to city in the, in the, in the overseas. So I found this ger. He married his, his uh, brother. They shared the same mother. His, his wife, he married her. So, and I said to him, my son, who allowed you to do this? So Amali and this person answered me, Here, on this bench, there was a mother with her seven sons, that they were all Megayer, all these seven sons were Megayer, and they sat over here on this bench. And Rabbi um, and on this bench, Rabbi Kiva sat, that's how you read it, on this bench, Rabbi Kiva sat and said, the following two points. First of all, he said, that Ger, Noise, Eishes, Achiv, Mi'imai. A ger is allowed to marry his brother's wife, they share, even if they share the same mother, he's allowed to marry his brother's wife. A second thing Rabbi Kiva said, Pasik says that the Abish spoke to Yaina a second time. Why does it say a second time? Because the Torah wants to say that they only spoke to him a second time. But after he didn't listen to the Abish to go to Ninveh, the Abish did not speak to him a third time. Okay, so now, Katani Mias, it says it clearly in this Braise, the story that Ger, Naisa, Aishas, Achiv, Mi'imai, a Ger is allowed to marry is his brother's wife, even if they share the same mother. So again, the Gemara says, My love, don't you think what was the Psak then there? The Nasva, Achiv, Kishu, Ger. This is even your brother's wife that he was married to her after he was a Ger. So on this, Rav Sheshu says it was a Gzeda. And says the Gemara, the same like it said before, The case over there was that it was his brother's wife. He was only married to her when he was a guy. If so, what's the Chiddush? Again, the Gemara says, Maybe I would say the same Gzeda applies when he's a guy, a guy, a guy that is. Just like when he is a ger, that the Gzeda does not apply. But now the Gemara looks at the story itself. What happened over here? Who are we trusting? Ben Yassin, this individual Ben Yassin reported what he heard that Rabbi Kiva paskind. Is he believed to say this halacha? Or this, is, is this person actually that, uh, that spoke to Ben Yassin? He told Ben Yassin the psaktin that he heard from Rabbi Kiva. Is he believed? Any Talmud Chacham that comes and tells you a halacha that he heard from somebody that was paskind, if he's telling you a halacha that he heard before it has any practical application, before a story actually comes up that he wants to use this psak din for. So then, we listen to him. 
But but if he's saying that he heard a certain din because it's not relevant for a certain story that already happened, and Shaimilah, we're not gonna trust him because maybe he's only saying this because he wants to use it as a hetter for what happened. So we can't trust him. So how are we trusting this individual to say what he heard from Rabbi Kiva? So the Gemara gives a few answers. This person didn't say it only in this story. He already had said it before. He was always repeating this in the name of Rabbi Kiva what he heard. Another answer is because this person was bringing a proof to the, this story. He said there was a woman there with seven children that were Megayer and the Psaktim was for these seven children. So that's something you could inquire about. You can find out about that. So he's bringing a raya to this. It's not, he's not just saying that he heard it from Rabbi Kiva. Third answer, because over here he didn't say only one halacha that he heard from Rabbi Kiva, but he said also something else he heard from Rabbi Kiva about Yaina. So therefore, once we believe in regarding what he heard about Yaina, so we believe in regarding this Pesach then as well. Now the Gemara goes back to the story about Yaina. So what did it say in the teaches me that Abishu spoke to Yaina a second time and not a third time. For the Gemara, we find that Abishu spoke to Yaina again. There's a passage that says, Who Eishev is Gvul Yisrael, Melove Chamos, Ad Yom Arav, Kedvar Hashem, Ashedibre Biyad Avdo Yaina Ben Amitai. Like the Abishu spoke to Yaina Ben Amitai. So here this is a third time, Hanavi. The third time the Ebesha spoke to Yaina. So the Gemara answers, Omer Ravina, Ravina says, Lav Davke means the Ebesha spoke to Yaina. What it means is, Al Iske Ninve Ka'oma. What it's saying over there is, just like the story with Ninve, where the Ebesha over there, because the people of Ninve did Shuvah, so the Ebesha didn't punish them. So similar, like the Ebesha spoke to Yaina about Ninve, the Ebesha didn't punish the Yidin. But it's just similar to what happened there, but not that the Ebesha spoke to Yaina again. Another answer the Gemara says, That's what the Pasuk there means. Which means, Just like in the time of Ninveh, so it was, it was turned over from bad to good. So, so too in the times of the Eden, it was turned over from bad to good. Okay, I'm sorry, so I said, that I said the Pshat in the first answer, not correct. The way I explained the first answer is what the Gemara is saying now, actually. In the first answer, what Ravina was saying is, Al Iske Ninve, that this that Rabbi Kiva said, that Abishta did not speak to Yaina more than a second time, is only regarding that subject of Ninve. Abishta asked Yaina to go to Ninve. So after he didn't listen a second time, Abishta didn't speak to him about that subject again. But regarding other subjects, Abishta did speak to him again. That was the first answer. Okay, Toshima going back to the Machloikis between Rav Achabayakim and Rav Sheshes, where the Gerim are allowed to marry one each other's wives. So it says in Abrai, it says, follows a whole list of different things here regarding who a Ger is allowed to marry and who a Ger is not, and the, re- the relatives that he has. So a Ger, his birth was Bikdusha, but his pregnancy was not Bikdusha. So so the relatives of his mother count, but the relatives of his father, because his pregnancy was Shaloi Bikdusha, so the relatives of his father don't, uh, they're not his relatives. He's a Gershon, his guy, so he could, he could marry them. So therefore, Ketzat, if he marries his sister from his mother, Yaitzi, still let her go. That's, that's, that's a relation. Mina'a, sister from the father, Yikayim, he could remain married to her. It's a Gershon, his guy, a sister of the father from the mother. So over here, Yaitzi. So he has to let her go. Because there's a certain sad of aim of a mother here, so in order not to confuse this, 
So he has to let her go. Minaav, if it's his father's father's, uh, if, if it's a, a sister from the from the from the father's father, so then Yikayim, he's allowed to remain married to her. A sister from the mother of the mother, so Yaitzi, she's not allowed to remain married to her. Minaav, if it's if it's a sister of the Av Minaim, so over here there's a machlokes. Rab Meir Amay Yaitzi, Rab Meir says that he has to let her go. Yikayim, he could remain married to her. Shahoy Rab Meir Aimer, Rab Meir said, Kol any erve that there is by a ger, where there's any tzad of a mother that's involved in this relation, Yaitzi, he should let her go. But if the relation here is only a father that causes the relation and there's no mother that brings about the relation, so then Yikayim, then it's allowed. And also, and this is what's negate to the subject we're talking about, Umutter Be'eshes Achiv. A ger is allowed to marry his brother's wife. Uh, well, it says in our Gemara Me'imai, but the Bach takes it out for some reason. Okay. And he could also marry the wife of his father's brother. And also, all other arayis uh, through marriage are mutta for him. So the Gemara explains what this refers to. His father's wife, he could also marry. Again, the point is, because his pregnancy was shaloi bikdushe, so his relation to his father does not exist. So therefore, he could even marry his father's wife. Then the Brayse says, that if this person marries a, a wife and this his, his wife's daughter, in other words, this is refers to when he was a guy. When he was still a guy, he married a wife, and then he married her daughter as well. So now, when he becomes a ger, he can marry one of them, and the other one he's not allowed to be married to. Then the Brayse says, he should not marry. Now, what this statement of L'chathchila lo yichnes is going on, the Gemara will explain. So this ger, when his wife dies, he's allowed to marry his mother-in-law. And, but there's others that say, that he's not allowed to marry his mother-in-law. So the Gemara will explain this machlekes, uh, why, uh, what the argument is about, whether this ger is allowed to marry his mother-in-law or not. What does the Gemara now say? What do we see from this Braise? Ketani mis, in the whole list that it said here in the Braise, one of the things that it said is, Mutter be'eshes achiv. You're allowed to marry your brother's wife, like Rav, like Rav Achabar Yaakov's opinion. So again, the Gemara says, My love, the Nosva achiv kishuger. We're talking about your brother that was a ger that married this woman, and still you're allowed to marry her. Answers the Gemara, Loi, what the Braise meant is, the Nosva kishihu oivik kichovim. Your brother married her only when he was a guy. My remember what's the chiddush if so? If he only married her as a guy, I would think that the gzeda should apply that even a wife that your brother married as a guy should also be also to you. Kamash molan. The chiddush is that there's no gzeda here. Now the Gemara just explains a few details in the brayse. It said before in the brayse, nasa isho bita. You marry a mother and a daughter. That is that he married them when he was a guy. So now, when he becomes a ger, kainis achas achas. You can marry one and you leave the other. Then the Braise concluded, lechatchile don't marry them. What does this mean? Hashta is saying, that even if you were married to both of them, so now you become a ger, you have to send one away. So Needless to say that he should not marry a mother and a daughter. So what's this lechatchile loyichnes mean over here? And it says the Gemara, hasam koi. It's going on the beginning of the Braise. And this is what this statement meant to say. 
This that it said in the beginning of the Braise that all those relatives of your father for a ger are not relatives for him and therefore he's allowed to be married to them. So that's only Yekayim. Once he was married to a relative of his father, he could remain married. But even a relative of the father, even though a Gershon is Gaka Katnushan then it's not your father. But nevertheless, if his wife passed away, so what did it say in the Bnei? So here there was a machlaikis. One opinion was muta b'chamaisa. He's allowed to marry his mother-in-law. Vikedetani also b'chamaisa. Another opinion was, and he's not allowed to marry his mother-in-law. So what is the machlaikis based on? So the Gemara explains chodek Rabbi Shmuel. One opinion is like Rabbi Shmuel, v'chodek Rabbi Kiva, and another opinion is like Rabbi Kiva. And the Gemara explains mandos are the one that says that he should not marry a mother-in-law. So he's going like Rabbi Shmuel's opinion, that a mother-in-law, even after a person's wife passes away, the Issa to marry a mother-in-law is just as strong as when his wife is alive. And just like when his wife is alive, he's high of Misa for marrying a mother-in-law. When his wife passes away, the same Chi of Misa applies. We had this before in the Gemara. So therefore, ger, so by a ger, even though the Isser menatayra for the mother-in-law does not apply, but because by a yid, the Isser of a mother-in-law is so harsh, so the Rabbana will gaze on this. But Oman the Shari, the opinion that says that for a ger, the mother-in-law is allowed after his wife passes away, he's following Rabbi Kiva's opinion. What did Rabbi Kiva say? The Amar Rabbi Kiva holds, a person's mother-in-law, after his wife passes away, kolash le isura. The isur of marrying a mother-in-law is weaker. Why is it weaker? Because even though it's asr, but the chiyuv of sreifah, which is the isur, the chiyuv misa, does not apply anymore. So since by yid, the isur of marrying a mother-in-law after his wife passes away is weaker, so therefore v'gabi ger legazer be'rabbanon. So the chachamim were not so machmer regarding a ger, and they were not geyser for this, this for the ger. He's allowed to marry the mother-in-law.